This is, do you think this was kind of like we have to get this done sort of show because we had an opportunity? Because you said you weren't prepared, neither was I. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to take a page out of your book where why should I prepare? Yeah. It hasn't hurt nobody, us so far. Nobody's listening hasn't anyway. helped us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we have a fan. Yeah, we do. We have okay. one. Welcome to Good Life at Midlife. Welcome to Good Life at Midlife. Here's the term. What's the term? Emotionally emotionally compromised. Emotionally compromised. A dessert? What kind of dessert would you be? Pretty tasty. (laughs) (laughs) Something fatty. Anyways, okay, I don't want to talk about it anymore. I'm uncomfortable. Uh, I I, I love it when you're uncomfortable because it really happens. So, but DJ Echo sounds like you're a midlife crisis guy who likes to spin on the sides of strip clubs. I've got a decent job. Well, better than you. You don't have a job, but you know, I'm my. <laughs> I prefer fun employed. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> oh, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. But we've been we've been getting on a pretty like, reg, pretty regular cadence again, which is nice. Like we're seeing. Yeah, each after other. we took the summer off, I yeah. feel like we've been a little bit more uh, focused on getting shows out, which is the point of a podcast. Yeah, it is to to release shows. But I'm seeing you every couple of weeks now, which is awesome. And and I met your your lady. You met the lady last I, time. I don't know if I talked to you since we recorded that one uh, in person, but I thought the chemistry was great. Yeah, I think we should sure. bring her back. Absolutely. Absolutely. And well, let's get into this topic. Well, um, I was going to say, like, I'm oh. seeing you so often now that you're starting to feel like family, like we're oh. getting pretty close. So <laughs> I see. But I know I know this topic was going to be your pick. So what, what was your what, what, well, what, what did um, you pick? I guess. Yeah. You know, we're we're midlife. Good life at midlife. Welcome to good life at midlife. I'm your host, DJ Echo. And I'm your co-host, Luke Solo. And we were actually, I thought we were going to talk about drugs today, but I texted you earlier in the week, uh, just sort of brainstorming for topics. And I was like, well, family would be an interesting topic because both you and I have interesting sort of backgrounds when it comes to family. Um, I don't know if you want to, how far you want to get into yours. I've got no problem getting into mine, but it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting topic. That's, That's not what you said. You didn't say family. The text back was, family is bullshit. <laughs> I'm like, what? The whole concept of fucking family is bullshit. I'm like, oh, okay, this will get, this will get interesting. Uh, but in, in, in my eyes, it is, uh, in, through my experience. And when I say that, I'm not, you know, I'm not looking at, uh, well, everybody's family's bullshit. It's just like, no, my, um, my experience with that family and all that shit, blood is thicker than water and... It doesn't matter where you're at or what's going on in your life. You know that you've got this pocket of people, which is your family, that's always going to have your back. And for me, that's never, ever been the case. They've had your back. They just might have plunged a knife in it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Some more than others. But yeah, uh, being such a broad topic, I don't know where you want to start or how you want to uh, sort of get into it, but let's do it. All right. Well, why don't we... 
why don't we start with your background? Cause I can, I can't keep your family straight. Like I went and saw my brother. I'm like, Oh, this guy, no, this guy. I'm like, I don't even remember that guy. What about this guy? I was trying to explain it to, uh, the Spanish princess. And she said to me with a straight face, I think I'm going to need you to draw me a chart for real. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's where's the whiteboard. Exactly. So, um, I have many siblings. Uh, and the reason for this is that, uh, my father, I, I, I think he was legit legally married four times and his last relationship, which I think was his fifth long-term relationship, that was the one that he, I don't think they ever legally got married and it lasted from about when I was 10 till uh, when he passed, which is in 2014. So I guess the key is don't get married kids, but, uh, but it, before see his first marriage, he had three children, uh, and three boys. I don't want to give their names because I mean, well, it doesn't matter like anyone's gonna listen anyways. But there was the the oldest, and then a pair of twins. I'm in touch with uh, one of the twins. The other one, uh, unfortunately, passed many years ago. I never yeah. met him. I, I, I and this is tough too when I talk about you know the, the different tragedies that have happened within my uh, circle of siblings. I never had much of a relationship with any of them. So uh, I'm trying to foster that now with that one twin brother who actually doesn't live that far away. And we make an effort to see each other at least once, twice a year. And uh, it's... It's good. I I, I I have a connection with him, but again, it's not that... Does he listen to the podcast? I don't think so. Yeah. Um, Does he know about it? I, you know, I don't know. I don't know if it's something I ever brought up with him, hmm. but maybe we'll bring him on. Hey, yeah. do you know about this show? Hey, we're doing a Family Sucks <laughs> episode. Yeah, actually, his... I remember when uh, I, I met him. I, knew, I, I had known him when I was very young, but I had no memory of him. The first memory I do have of him when I, I was about 18... And another one of my brothers took me out there to meet him and the oldest of my uh, of my clan. And then after that, we didn't really have any communication till right before my dad passed in 2014. And it was myself and a sister of mine who I had never met before either. Went up <laughs> to insane. I know went up to the uh, small town that you and I grew up in, yeah. and it was such a weird moment. Here I was walking into the hospital. Uh, knowing that, you know, my father, who again, I hadn't seen in over a decade, haven't, hadn't talked to in uh, almost as long. He was on his way out and here's a brother I hadn't seen since I was 18, a sister I'd never met. And I was like, this is weird. But (laughs) to to be honest with you, that was one of the most, um, uh, what's the, I had a great time. Yeah. (laughs) It was, it was this really, you going into something blind, not knowing what was going to come of it. I ended up really connecting with those two at that time. And uh, it was odd, you know, like here we are brought together by this this man who made no effort to keep us together. And the bond comes maybe later than uh, it, I would have liked. But still, the fact that I was able to sort of get that experience was pretty uh was pre- was pretty cool. Anyways, we're going to get lost in the weeds a lot on this lost. one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so anyways, though, so that my my father's first marriage, he had uh three children. His second marriage, he had two, uh which would have been my uh my my other sister and he had another son. I met that son once and don't have very many fond memories of him. 
I think even to this day, he's kind of mixed up in some shady stuff. Yeah. Like we're talking crime blotter and all that. Um, my, my, my one sister that I just referenced, she had uh, sent me some articles. It's just like, good to see uh, keeping the family name going in the, <laughs> uh, you know, in the crime reports. I was like, yeah, that's nice. And then my father's third marriage was to my mother and he had me. My, yay! Yay! <laughs> and uh, my mother, uh, it was her second marriage. Her first marriage, she had two children, uh, a son and a daughter. And usually when I refer to my brother and sister, those are the two that I, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of. Those. The... Uh, so, okay. So, <laughs> I know, right? I know, I know. I've known you for how long? And yeah. I'm just pieced that together. So you're... The Japan Japan sister. Mm-hmm. I have a sister. I want to say Japanese sister, but no. she's not Japanese. No, she's not Japanese, but she has lived in Japan since ninety one, I believe. So she's a half sister. I have no full blood siblings. Holy Christ! None. I have none. No full blood siblings. Oh, so you're the only kid from your mom and your dad getting together. Yes. Oh fuck. Yeah, yeah. But it was Bing. That's <laughs> <laughs> It's funny. We've known each other for, what, 15 plus years, and that's the first time uh, Well, I think I've the audience can it. understand at this point. Ah, so, I mean, yeah. What? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, and there's a big age gap between me and all of my siblings. Yeah. And uh, the, the two that I quote unquote grew up with, uh, my sister who lives in Japan, she's like 12 years older than me. So by the time I was like, uh, you know, four, five, six or whatever, you're like kind of aware of yeah, yourself. Yeah. She was. She might as well have been uh, a cousin who visited every once oh, in a while. She's out she, doing her thing. Yeah, she was out of the house at eighteen, yeah. and she would just show up every once in a while visiting from, you know, college or or whatever. And my uh, brother from my mother, she uh, had him uh, eight years before me. So there's still yeah. another significant gap there yeah, yeah. where I have memories of him living in the house. But I mean, when I'm six. You know he's he's uh, he's fourteen, right? Like you're not really gonna want to hang out with your six year old brother, yeah, yeah. And, and that's the landscaper guy. Yes, that's the I, brother that well, I would know him. Actually. Yeah, that's the. You've never met any of my siblings. I can't think of a situation no. where you would have. No, no, but I just. Yeah, 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 and I, him, and I have uh, a very a tumultuous, tumultuous. I can't tumultuous. Pronounce. Thank you. Uh, relationship uh, to the point where I have no. I don't think I'll ever talk to the man or or see the man again. And I have mixed feelings on it because part of me, I can see things from his point of view or not see things from his point of view, but I can understand where his resentment of me comes. He was quite the mama's boy. Mm. And I think when I came into the picture and and again, too, like um, I remember my mom telling me stories of, uh, you know, when she was first married and when she first had her children they that was just what you did like you you finished school wasn't really much of a thought of having a career going to college it's like find yourself a man and start a family i don't think she if she could go back uh i think she would have liked to have chosen a different path i don't think she was someone who wanted to do that i think she was just living in a time where that's what you do right and and again like you know I never like to kick my mom around. My mom and I, I can I, I haven't talked to my mom in quite some time. I haven't seen her in well over a year. I respect my mom. I love my mom, but I don't think 
that she, uh, <laughs> I just don't think this was her jam having, having children. Right. Yeah, yeah. I was fed. I was clothed. Her mission was to get us through school and then get out there and, and fend for yourself. Much get like out she, alive. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> much like she had to do. And even, yeah. you know, like we can touch on that. Uh, my mom went through a lot of uh, personal struggles to the point where she uh, had me leave the house at 15 to go live with my brother who was what like 22 at the time yeah and uh it was a tough spot for him to be in a tough spot for me to be in because this is right when he was reaching the peak of his alcoholism and drug abuse which is great we can tie this into the drug episode (laughs) when we get around to it and to have like a 15 year old kid just kind of like boom now this is your responsibility i think that was a lot for him to handle and he didn't handle it great (laughs) so it was uh it was a tough it was a tough experience. So, uh, yeah. How long? How long were you in that house with your brother? I, I was fifteen to uh, a year. Okay. Uh, and then I moved back home because my sister had come from Japan to visit, yeah. and she had only been gone for like maybe a year or two at that time. And she comes back and she's like, "What the fuck's going on? Like, like you're like her. you know, uh, you're living like she because." And again, it's always kind of tough because I think one of the reasons why my mom and I don't talk is that she doesn't like this. She doesn't like the fact that even though it's anonymous, uh, she doesn't like the skeletons in the closet being brought out or talking about the history. Whereas me, I'm like, fuck, I want to talk about this shit. I think this shit is important to talk about. Why can't we talk about this? What the fuck's going on? Right. Um, But so, yeah, my sister had come back and... uh, uh, you know, my mom was involved at the time that I was uh, asked to not live at home anymore. Was she was in the middle of a really shitty relationship with not a nice man, oh. and he did a fantastic <laughs> job of driving wedges between you know the people that she was close to, and and I, my mom and I were pretty close comparatively speaking to her other children, right? Because yeah. I think when she had me, she had said that she was ready to have kids at that mm. point in her life in her early thirties. And this is something she wanted. Whereas before it was just kind of like, Oh, I guess I'm doing this. And I think there's some tension between how I was raised versus how my, my brother and sister were raised with her. I think she was much more stern with them where I, they felt, I didn't feel this way. <laughs> they were that she was a little bit more lax with me, yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah. Anyways. So my, my sister come home from Japan and she, uh, looked at the situation that I was living in with my brother, and she's like, enough's enough. You have to take him back. He can't, this isn't an environment that he can be in. Yeah. And my mom was like, okay. <laughs> and I was like, I guess so, I right? To. I guess so, right? Yeah. So I went back, and I, I lived with my mom for another year. And then, uh, how can I be honest? So when you live at home and someone sets rules, the rules are the rules. So if you break the rules you're going to have to suffer the consequences. And for me, I, uh, I was, I, I wasn't, a, I wasn't a bad kid. I wasn't a kid that was into drugs or drinking. I didn't get into a lot of mischief, but I was like 17 and I had a girlfriend mm. and you know, what do you do when you're 17 years old and you have a girlfriend, you sneak around and you, uh, you know, try to find scenarios where you can get together. Yeah. And we had a scenario like that where my mom had kind of warned me, you know, stop, you know, staying out late or, you know, lying to me or there's going to be consequences. 
And we can tell this story in another time. It was a comedy of errors that led to a situation that looked worse than it was. Yeah. Long story short, she said, you're done. And she kicked me out again. Jesus. And I had nowhere, I, I didn't even know where to go. So yeah. I ended up moving in with a friend of mine and his mom and his mom, nice lady, but you know, she was a career welfare recipient, uh, knew how to live off the system. As soon as I got there, I got on the system and she also was like a very low level um, a distributor of pot in a little community that we lived in. So there was always sketchy people yeah, yeah. hanging around. Back in the early 90s, yeah. you know, you, if you're, you know, selling pot, smoking pot, you're a fucking full-blown drug dealer, right? Yeah. And you're as, as sketchy as sketchy could be. But, I mean, in retrospect, it wasn't really that bad. But, so yeah, again, twice. I was th- thrown to the wolves to fend for myself. Yeah. And I think the second time was very was ugh, I was fucking angry man I bet. like I was angry and more so because my mother has this I would consider it almost like a survival instinct switch and uh I without getting too far in the weeds I think there may be some issues of uh mental health that are involved in it Probably. and when she needs to take care of what she needs to take care of, she has the ability to shut off her emotions. Mm. And she's just like, and it's one of those things where it can be very advantageous. And and again, like I mentioned, a survival tactic, but when you're 15 or 16, 17 (laughs) and your mom's just like, you're not well, you are not welcome here anymore. And it speaks to you as if you were no more than a stranger. You pass on the street. I can't even begin to tell you that sort of anger that boils up in you. And it's just like, off you go. Good luck. I don't I don't know what you're going to do. I, I remember her saying that. It's like, I don't know what you're going to do, but I'll drive you wherever you want to go. Like, fuck, like, fuck you, right? Right. Yeah. But the thing is, I can, <clears throat> the first time, the first time it happened, uh, again, there's a lot of little things that lead up to, you know, the inciting incident. And uh, for when I was 15, again, I'd mentioned that she was in a tough relationship. I think she knew the relationship was starting to fail. And she could see that all these, all this damage that was left in the wake of this relationship started to break down. She ended up being hospitalized for... (sighs) Memory is foggy at this point, but I want to say a couple weeks to a month. Because I remember missing the last month of school, which caused me to not pass the ninth grade at that time oh, geez. yeah and she was coming out of the hospital her her man picked me up took me uh from my brother's place to home and then he's like well i'm gonna go i'm gonna pick up your mom and you know she'll be home tomorrow well i like an idiot threw a party and uh i had done it the year prior which was just a little group of you know guys from grade you know eight and we we're able to get our hands on some, you know, dirty movies and yeah. we we split a six pack and smoke some cigarettes, right? I thought we'll do the same thing. Well, what ended up happening, it was on grad weekend and this little party <laughs> turned into a full blown like fucking party, like yeah. something that you would see in a, a ridiculous teen comedy movie. Yeah. And it was it was like out of control, right? The house was I wouldn't call it trashed, but <sighs> It was hard to it was hard to cover up the evidence basically. Yeah, yeah. 
and I uh, I had to work in the morning. I worked at this little uh, the, the, this little fast food place uh, in the little town I was in. I went to work. I thought I did a bang up job. Got rid of all the beer cans. <laughs> you know, I sprayed the Lysol. Perfect crime. I sprayed Lysol around. There were some there were some uh, holes uh, uh, burnt in the carpet. Just fucking moved a table over it. Yeah, drop a I mean, pillow. It was there. totally unnatural for that table to be in that spot. <laughs> in the of the but, room. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, I get off work and and uh, my brother who lived about an hour away was there, and I was like, "Hey, what are you doing here?" He's like, "I ah, just get in the car." I go home. My mom just home from the hospital comes home to that mess, right? I'm sure her boyfriend was ready to murder me. Yeah, I know this because she said he was going to murder me. <laughs> and uh, all of my possessions were packed up in a pile in the middle of the living room. And it was like, I, you're not welcome here anymore. I can't, I can't handle you right now. <laughs> well, I had a good night. Yes. <laughs> but it was funny because it became a little bit of a legend in the little town that I was in. I, uh, you know, some of the guys that were at the party are like, yeah, it was a great party. As they were walking down the street, they see this car pull away with me sitting in the back of it with all these boxes and yeah. kind of looking all sullen, like, what have I done? And that was, and, and that was the last we ever heard of them. <laughs> and <laughs> I remember coming, I remember coming back when I moved back, uh, you know, I'd run into people. It's like, oh my God, that party was amazing. And years went by. Jail? <laughs> years went by. Yeah. And uh, I remember working at the gas station and one of the older mechanics who was probably like four or five years older than me at the time. You know, I was almost 20 at the time. And he's just like, wait a minute. You had that party back in like 91, right? I'm like, I remember that. Yes, that was a Ranger. great party. Yeah. And I was like, all right, well, at least at, at least a legend was formed. But yeah. Glad my pain touched other people's lives. Exactly. But when you go through experiences like that, where it's like, you're not welcome. Like, good good luck. From your your from my mother mom right <laughs> Just... and and again I, I i i i'm trying not to form the story strictly from my point of view i i can see it from where she was coming from she was going through probably one of the worst times of her life uh dealing with trying to get herself centered and then you've got this, you know, quote unquote, unruly teenager. Oh, just like, hit. no, I need to, like, I literally just got out of the fucking hospital. And this is what, like, yeah. I can't handle this, right? So I, I get it. But from my perspective, I was just like, well, fuck, like, what am I going to do now? And it was that 15 uh, that I came to that realization for myself. I was like, family's bullshit. It's all fucking bullshit. And I remember having it crystallized when uh christmas came around that year it's christmas it'll be fine like you know like my mom will probably want me to come stay with her or she'll come visit me or whatever in this house that i lived in it was uh myself uh, my brother and he had two other roommates and then there was another girl that lived in the basement which ended up becoming my brother's wife mm. that's a whole other story for a whole other time <laughs> but uh so for the holidays Everybody fucked off, right? Uh, the roommates, they went to their families. Yeah. My brother who was seeing the girl in the basement, they went to her family. Mm. And I spent my Christmas eating McDonald's hamburgers and watching Die Hard 2. And I'm like, so this is, this no is Christmas. And what, how, this is 17? Uh, I was 15. Jesus 15. Christ. Yeah, so I, I would have been 16 the next <clears throat> Basically month. Basically the age... My oldest is like he'll be turning fifteen at the end of November. Right? Mm -hmm. So I cannot imagine him alone in a house. Somehow got some McDonald's and just McDonald's was open. 
Yeah. It was right. It was uh, just across the block there. Yeah. So I could not fucking imagine that. And that was it. And yeah. I, uh, I remember just going, okay. And and this is like, and it's tough because my ex wife, um, and even my ex girlfriend, they they were always frustrated with me why I couldn't get excited for the holidays, yeah. why I was so resistant to it, and and the same thing too. Like when I when I moved back in with um, my mom. My mom would go visit her family in uh, Alberta, and I would be left alone over the holidays. Really? And yeah, and Jesus. the um, the gas station that I worked at in a small little town. Yeah. It was a sleepy little town that was closed by eight. They decided that they were going to open on Christmas Day for like eight hours, just to you know, in case somebody needed gas or whatever. Yeah. I mean, this yeah, I mean, this is the '90s, right? This, yeah, yeah. this whole having everything at our disposal just didn't exist no, back no, then. No. Obviously, nobody wanted to work on Christmas. I did. I'll do it. I'll fucking I'll do it. I'll take triple time. Well, I, actually, I don't even think it was triple time. They made time and a half because it was the <laughs> eight, it was the nineties, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I would at my rituals. I would work. Um, I would work every Christmas, uh, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. Yeah. And I would go home and I'd watch the A and E documentary of the life and career of Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> and that was my, and that was my uh, holiday routine up until I met my. Uh, girlfriend would would be wife so yeah and it took forever for me to come around to getting excited about (laughs) christmas it probably took the first god um eight nine years of our relationship and then i started to really get behind it and i was like it was and her family was amazing to me they always made me feel welcome and they always uh you know provided this 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 environment that felt as families should be right yeah. her mom was an amazing cook and uh sitting at the they, they, they you never you never went to their house out there nope. in the i wonder if your wife did she she, she might have for the baby shower but anyways oh yeah probably they had this huge old house old farmhouse on the farm and it was literally literally built by her great grandfather, brick by brick. Oh my god! And I love that house. Yeah. And it was the big long table. And but, anyways, uh, once once you're divorced, that's gone too. So yeah, it's yeah. not like they're not my family, <laughs> right? No one. Now where do I go? I'm I have out again. Exactly. I haven't yeah. heard from. And again, I get why. But totally. But that's not my. That's family with conditions. Mm-hmm. And you can imagine how difficult it was for me to get on board with my ex-girlfriend's family oh, when 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 she's like oh come for you know holidays like fuck no, i don't thanks. want to i yeah. just want to go because i just don't i just didn't believe in the atmosphere yeah. you know yeah fuck that's a good run i'm on a i'm on a roll here <laughs> i don't know where to go from here mm. except for like the the pivot now is you got your own son and you obviously don't want to repeat and that's and, and not that I you've lived through, but how do you with all that shit in the background, which is a lot of fucking shit, how do you cut through that? And that was the thing that uh, uh, I, I, I don't know if my ex-wife still listens to the show. If she does, you got to come on the show. I think it would mm. be a great uh, a, a great listen to how I think we have done a good job of not having our son. Uh, be exposed to any negativity or kind of carry that that shit because that was one of the reasons I didn't want to have a family because yeah, I was like, yeah. why? I don't know how to do this. 
I've got no blueprint. I've got no foundation totally. to work off of, right? How am I supposed to foster this child, boy shepherd this child into, <laughs> you know, in, in, into this world when I don't have a, a base to start from? Yeah. But I think, um, I think almost uh, having those experiences maybe in some ways has given me a small advantage to, and much like when I was in those situations surrounded by those, um, I don't know, what would you refer to them as? as not ideal setups where you could easily see how someone in that environment can end up going down that path. Oh yeah. Making those mistakes for myself. I was like, I don't, I don't want to be here. And I was young enough to think, you know, that I, I, I'm not stuck here. Like this is just sort of like, Hey, let's airlift you in. This is where you could be if you make certain choices where I was like, I, I, I fucking, I don't want to do that. So maybe having that sort of mindset has helped me take that towards how I want to raise my child. And like, yeah, I, I, oh, no matter what happens, man, I want, you know, I got your back, yeah. right? If you fuck up, you're going to have to pay for it. Like, I'm not going to bail you out, but I want you to know I've got your back. Yeah. And I think that's something that having those experiences where I didn't feel that, I want to make sure he never feels that way. He never feels like, well, I guess I'm just twisting out in the wind. And then an argument can be made that having that lack of a safety net um, forces you to get out and do things on your own, realizing that there's not someone there to catch you if you fall. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, too, you know, it's kind of, I think in a way I do have an emotional ceiling in certain spots, right? Yeah. Where, you know, like my ex-girlfriend just loves her family and, and my ex-wife loves her family. And I'm like... I don't understand. <laughs> you know, I just, I just don't get it. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. Um, what was your question? But, so, <laughs> I mean, so it was kind of, how do you, how do you make sure your son doesn't grow up with the same biases and things that you rightly have learned? And uh, like, is there, is there anything kind of concrete that you do to, I, I I guess he's only seven, so it's yeah, like, he's only seven. But yeah, I I, I think mostly uh, I, my ex wife and I I believe we do a really good job of of not having him feel like this is not normal, right? Yeah. Like I I even though we don't communicate a ton and we don't uh, sit down and like, hey, we need to make sure we do this, 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 and that. I just think overall we're fair, and you know her. She's yep, she's I not do. a she's not a person that wants to create conflict, no. wants to create drama. So I think the both of us just kind of like, hey, let's just do what's best. And if there's anything that does come up, let's discuss. Like again, for Christmas this year, um, usually we trade back and forth, right? Like uh, she'll have them on Christmas Eve, I'll take them Christmas Day, yeah. back and forth, but. Um, it's different now that I've been quote unquote single. Um, there's no, there's no family gatherings for me. Right. Like there's, there's, there's nothing. So last Christmas, uh, I ended up working standby that week. And when I work standby, being on it's just me, if I get called out, well, I don't have anyone here to watch him. So I said, listen, why don't you just take him? I'm off the next week. You know, I'll have him for new years. And then when the conversation came up again for this year, it was the same. I'm like, listen, uh, you've got the family dynamic. He's got his little brother. You and your husband have multiple families to go visit on the days. Just take him. 
for us, it'll just be me, me and him and our PJs playing Fortnite or something, right? Yeah. So take him, and and I don't think he will be lacking. And it's not like when he comes to visit me afterwards that he's going to miss out on, you know, like I, I'm just going to skirt past Christmas, but go have the experience, right? So, but yeah, that's, that's, I mean, that's the best way I can think of answering that question. Does that make sense? Or? Yeah, it, it does. It does. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be good to have your ex on here. I'd love to have her on here. Um, I don't, I don't know how willing she would be to come on here, but <laughs> only because, uh, She's not someone that spends a lot of time, from my recollection, sort of thinking about how she's feeling and articulating it. Yeah, yeah. right. That's like, where that's 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 me. Yeah, yeah. I I will tell you exactly how I'm feeling, and I've spent a lot of time thinking about it. But, yeah, yeah. But still, I I think it would be fun. Um, but yeah. So that's. Do you want any more weird history, or should we start? <laughs> what more do you got? Oh fuck, dude. <laughs> I got stories for days, man. We could just do a whole... We could transition this podcast into, like, my life's family history and yeah. the experiences that I went through growing up, but... But but let's... All right, so, you know, you, you were married. You've got an awesome kid. Now you're, air quote, single again. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing someone. I'm, you're seeing I'm someone, in a relationship, but, but... From the perspective of, you know, how... Where's your mindset now of building a family going forward like getting uh married or with someone serious again and having that as a big pillar in your life well it all depends Is it like right fuck man whatever i'm just no. lone wolf in my leather jacket no i i get myself a motorbike <laughs> i already got a beard it is it is it is tough because it doesn't matter where i'm at or how cognizant i can be of i understand that people's families are important especially for the holidays I st- i'll always struggle with it yeah. i'll always struggle with just being there like i remember with my last relationship um for christmas they they live relatively close and everyone just goes and they hunkers down at her aunt's place from you know christmas eve till boxing day and i for me i'm just like i can't like can i just like show up for the dinner and why do I need to be here all day? Like, it, yeah, yeah. It, I just, I live right around the corner. Like, can I, can I go home? Right. I'm going to go home and change. Yeah. But, 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 eight hours. but for them, it's like, this is, this is what we want, right? We just, we want to be around each other for this time. And yeah. I always struggled with it. And I, and I know I always will. So, um, if I find myself in a relationship, we're moving forward and everything. That's one of the great advantages of dating someone whose family lives in another country. Right, because it's an advantage right now. It's an advantage right now, right? <laughs> but um, I, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I I can sit here and say that um, I would be more open and more willing to get behind it. But in the back of my mind, I still got that little thing niggling. It's like this is just conditional. Yeah, this is just you know you don't you don't have my back. You. I'm here part of this based on who I'm spending my time with. And I just have a hard time with that. And it's not fair to anyone because I think they're just naturally doing it. It's like, Hey, this is, we love spending time with our loved ones. You are spending a great deal of your time with our loved one. Come spend time with us. And I'm like, I don't want to 
(laughs) (laughs) And it's not, and it's not an indictment of the people. Yeah. My ex-in-laws fucking treated me great. Um, My ex-girlfriend's family treated me great, treated my son great. But for me, I just have this block, right? Where um, I, I can't, uh, I can't fully embrace it because I'm still hanging on to those things that, you know, cause me to bump up against it. Yeah. You're always going to be waiting for the shoe to drop, right? Mm-hmm. But who knows? Like things change and I'm much more willing to be open-minded about, um, broadening my, my, my family circle. Yeah. But, yeah. I think that's probably one of the reasons why I know you and I joke about it. And it's kind of a funny thing that we like to do when it comes to Jer's family or Jer, but his family is, uh, is one that I, I don't know why I, I, I just, his dad, it's funny. Cause like, there's like about a 10 year age gap between Jer and I, and then between myself and Jer's dad, like maybe 50, or so like like like, or or maybe 20 or whatever but i i kind of fall into this weird spot where still peers yeah in a a kind of way because i remember when jer uh moved away his dad didn't live that far from here and i would still you know the odd time go over and uh, i had thanksgiving dinner at their place once (laughs) or we, we watched a hockey game or something and it was not it was not not weird and i always i always looked at his family and uh oh, that seems nice <laughs> you know like his 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 mom and dad have, I, I correct me if i'm wrong jerry but i believe they were like high school sweethearts and, yeah. you know they they had the three kids and and uh you know they, they're just they're just tight and it was funny because sometimes you can hear the you know the families that have that real tight bond like oh god I just just wish we could have a break from each other. You know, I was like, why does my dad always want to do things with me and all that? And <laughs> like, I remember when we went to uh, Vegas in 2012, uh, a friend of ours got married and a whole thwack of people went down and uh, Jer's mom and dad were yeah. on that trip. And it was awesome. Yeah. Like, it was just, it was, it was normal. Here we are in Vegas and I'm having a great time. And it, like, um, I, I guess... That's the kind of family that I, I've always sort of yearned for, and I get to vicariously experience it at times, you know, um, when, I, when I hang with that family. And again, uh, I've probably had, God, I probably had like three or four Thanksgivings with them, and yeah. I don't know if we ever hung out for Christmas. Probably not, but I don't know. It's just that, it's just a feeling, right? You know, and oh, I, yeah. I don't know where I was going with that, but I do, let's put it this way. I am open to the family experience, you know, <laughs> if it's on my terms. Yeah, selectively <laughs> on your terms. But do you, do you feel, or do you allow yourself to feel ever like someone's got your back? Or it's just like, fuck you, fuck everyone, everything's conditional, I'm just, I stand by. Um, I, I, and I'm not saying this because we're sitting across from each other, but uh, 
that again, I've I haven't dealt with a lot of tragedy in my life. Like I I have lived a charmed life. <laughs> what? No, no. So I mean, no, we just spent uh, thirty five minutes but, going. But through you know, but 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 that didn't pretty... feel. But it's different. Like like I I I never had to overcome a disease. I've never had to uh, you know suffer a real loss of a loved one. Probably because I don't have anyone close enough to feel there that you loss. Go. <laughs> but I, I I always think that I I've, I've been okay. Like 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 I've been fine. But the biggest emotional thing that I went through was my divorce. Yeah. And you remember what it was like for me back in 2015. And it was a treat. It, it, was, it was tough. And I felt very isolated. And, you know, I get people have a hard time knowing how to interact with someone that's going through that. And, uh, you know, especially when there's like, you know, you were friends with me and my ex-wife and all that. But you, you also, and this isn't an indictment of anyone else, but you also find out in periods of time like that who your friends are. And, you know... You and Jer were there. You like you and Jer. Fuck, man, you remember those phone calls. You remember yeah. me sitting on the phone, not being able to put a proper sentence together, and just you know, that's what family is. Yeah. And I always felt that I didn't get to experience that with. No, I'll take it back. I'll take it back. I will say this: when shit went sideways and i was falling apart my mom did come for the first time that i can remember in my life whatever you need you can talk to me you can come oh, nice. and, and 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 i remember feeling very close with her at that yeah. point i was like and i remember she said something to me you know and i can i was an i was a fucking nightmare back in 2015 i remember her saying something to me and it was kind of like a backhanded compliment or not a backhanded compliment but sort of a dig at me and a burn on herself. And she said, geez, you got to pick yourself up. I failed you emotionally. Like I did not give you the tools to handle this kind of stuff. Cause like I said, she's got that. Yeah. She's got the boom, shut yeah. down. I'm going to move on. She gonna throws move down forward. the plexiglass wall. And yeah. And moves I, on. I was like, but I'm so sad <laughs> right now. So, um, but I, I remember being thankful. I remember, like this is this is great, but then again too. After after a period of time, she was like, "Yeah, it's it's been a couple months. Like, it's time to move on." <laughs> you know, it's, Why aren't you married again? Yeah, it's, it's like yeah, you gotta stop. You you just gotta stop. And again, that comes from a woman who had to do that in her life, who had to be like, you know, and, and it it's a just, well-developed muscle for her. Yeah, right? it, like, yeah well, and I hope back. this. I I I, I hope it comes on. across that. I have a, a great deal of respect for my mom. I, I, I said it before. I think my mom's a survivor. I think my mom, and I think right now in her life, uh, I think she's living as happy as she ever has in her life. And I'm happy for her. Yeah. But the consequences of that are sort of the collateral damage. And that's, we have no family unit. Yeah. You know, um, we're, we're spread across, you know, uh, the globe, basically. And yeah. we never, she's never fostered that family environment, you know. Did I ever tell you the last time I saw my brother? Which one? Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> uh, Which of your 18 but, brothers? Yeah, my, my brother uh, we, that we share the same mother with. Okay, no. So I worked, I worked for him for about seven years. And again, too, um, we, had a tough, we had a tough go and I was living with him. We can get into all sorts of different stories for that experience, but... Um, I got canned for my job when I was 22. I needed a job 
and he had a you know landscaping business and he said i'll hire you and i'm like oh my god thank god like you know i probably should have made more of an effort to find another job but yeah. fuck it when you're young and lazy you just want to go totally. with the path of least <clears throat> resistance so i took that job it was tough it was it's tough working for family right oh, yeah. and uh <laughs> We could do a whole fucking episode on what a nightmare organization my brother ran. Like, he was so shifty and and just not what you would call a savvy businessman. Yeah. But push came to shove, and we ended up having to part ways. And it was, you know, it's funny, too, because like I said, you know, working for family's tough. But when things were starting to, uh, you know, fall apart, you'd think he'd come to you and say, listen, it's not working. Like... I need you to move on. I, I, I just think it'll be better for both of us. No. I show up to work one day. He comes out and he, uh, he's got his like, little bathrobe on, his coffee and his smoke. He's like, hey, how's it going? I'm like, it's, it's going very well. Thank you for asking. And he hands me an envelope. And he's like, yeah, I read that when you get to the site. I'm like, okay. Take the envelope. Get the truck. We pull off. And then... Uh, <laughs> We get to the site and the guy I'm working with, he's like, well, are you going to open it? I was like, yeah, I guess so. And it's a fucking, it's a letter, a letter of termination. <laughs> it's just, it's just like, as of such and such a date, uh, to whom I may concern. Yeah, dude. Yeah. It's, <laughs> no, it, but it was, it, yeah. it was like your, your services will no longer be required. And I remember he wrote it. Good luck with your future endeavor. And I was like, what? I don't even get endeavors. <laughs> I've only got one path got to one, go down. One more bullet in the gun. Exactly. And I was just like, you fucking coward. Like, <laughs> why couldn't you pull me aside and say, like, it's time to... And he was right. Like, yeah. I, I, I needed to go. Um, but, yeah, I was like, oh, fuck. All right, fine. And then we had uh, a couple of other, you know, things that had popped up where it's just like, God damn, that's fucking awful. Long story short, I hadn't seen him in about seven years. And a couple years ago, I was working uh, on, the, um, on the North Shore... And I finished a job, and there was this little grassy knoll area. And I was like, oh, I'm going to go for a quick little walk around here, kill some time before my next job. Yeah. And as I'm walking by, I see one of, uh, one of his trucks. And I was like, Jesus Christ, is that, is that, is that my brother's company? Yeah. So I go looking around, and, and my brother's a short guy, too. He's like 5'5". Five, five. This, mm. this tiny little guy. Yeah. And uh, sure shit, I see him over there. And I, I rarely had, had a beard before, but I've got yeah. you know the big beard, and... I see him, I walk over, and I'm just like, hey, man. And he didn't quite recognize me at first, and he's like, oh, oh, hey, hey. And he's got his kind of back up, and he's like, what's going on? I was like, oh, nothing, man. I just saw the truck. I thought I'd thought i come over and say hi. Yeah, how are you doing? He's like, doing great, doing great. Apparently, I'm the only one in the family who knows how to keep a marriage together. And I'm all, wow. I was like, all right, yeah, yeah. That's I get it, because I'm divorced. So, um it was nice talking to you. <laughs> Always uh, a pleasure. Uh, good luck. And that, and that you know. I, good I, luck in your future endeavor. Yeah, exactly. And that was it. And that was the last time I, I remember talking to him for a little bit longer. I was like, ah, maybe I'll try to get past this. But quick, I quickly realized to me, is like, we're never, we're just never going to yeah. sink. You're just, you, you exist on a, a different plane than I do. And that's cool. Yeah. And that just adds, just throw that on the pile of. <laughs> family's bullshit yeah right it's bullshit <laughs> except my boy i love my boy well yeah that's the that's the trick right well we're 45 minutes in and we know absolutely nothing about your family history it's just the way i like it are we 
We, we, we. Oh, you got to go pee? I got to pee. All right, go so, pee. Well, hold on. So, I mean, we paused for a second because somebody needed to pee. I have a me. tiny bladder. So I don't remember where we tiny were at. Syndrome. Probably like, it's like family was awful. <laughs> yeah, something about you hating family except my boy where, where do you want to go next i mean i don't know we uh, we covered a lot of ground we did there. a lot of sad scorched earth yeah. i'm having trouble uh trying to maintain not you okay my... we could we could put on like a comedy or something i think to cheer yourself <laughs> I up because you look a... fucking sad yeah, it's just i didn't i didn't know the extent of the horrendous background. does it all kind of make sense now oh totally <laughs> is, there, is everything kind of coming into focus it's there's a whole bunch of tumblers that just clicked in the lock right there it's just like oh 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 okay ah, now, now like, go it makes more go sense. get yourself some blingy jeans and feel <laughs> yeah. good about yourself <laughs> absolutely you so fucked it, you fucked up the rhythm by going to pee I, I just we yeah just, i did slowed I it right did. down yeah plus you came back you're like when are we wrapping up <laughs> No, just because we've already got 50 minutes in the bank, right? So. Do it? Yeah, good for us. Yeah. This, this, I cannot wait to hear what kind of song you come up for this one. It's going to be, it's going to be sad. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas you know alone. I mean, but like, but it sounds, and here's the thing, is when I tell these stories and I, you know, I relive my, my family history and fuck, man, I haven't even got to the best shit. Um, I... Do I sound like a sad person? No, I, I mean, know? it's, it's in a lot of ways, it's a miracle that you're such a well-adjusted person and not yes, some meth head. Well, you're not some meth head on, you know, Eastern Do you know what? I, I, I'll probably have to, you know, and I, nobody likes, well, some people do, but I don't like talking to myself as like, you know, like, oh, I'm, I'm a survivor. I was like, no, nah, no, nah, I just, I think. For as much as you... Um, that could be our song. <laughs> Beyonce. <laughs> as much as I... Christmas uh, alone. As much as I talk of the shortcomings that I experienced with my family, I would be remiss if I didn't point on uh, those the certain traits that were instilled upon me. And I think I always looked at my mom, and I've said the term many times throughout this episode, as a survivor. And for as shitty as things had gone for her in her life, she never allowed herself to go down a path of destruction. She, she I, I, I remember this one time. It's probably in the height of uh, her relationship, uh, which ultimately led to her, you know, dealing with a lot of emotional struggles and me leaving the house at fifteen. Is right there in the middle of it. I remember her on her birthday. She was by herself. It was just the he wasn't there it yeah. was just the two of us and i remember we rented some movies and she got incredibly intoxicated mm. and i think just a shitload of negative energy um just poured out of her in her just trying to express herself and these things and it was it was hard because i was probably like maybe maybe 11 12 at the time Jesus, yeah. and i'm 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 watching her go through it's it's a weird oh, thing yeah. to see your your parent intoxicated and emotional yeah after that day after that day, my mom didn't touch alcohol for like fucking 25, 30 years. Oh, wow. Like she's just like, that's it. Yeah. And she was a, she was a social drinker. She was someone that uh, always went out and, you know, had a wine or whatever with her friends. But after yeah. that, she's like, nah, oh, good for her. I don't need this anymore because she's yeah. got that, that ability. And I, yeah. I, I like to think that I got some of that from her where 
like I remember when I got uh, divorced, a lot of people thought I was going to go down a certain path. They're yeah. like, this guy's going to fucking be hanging out at swingers clubs and doing drugs. And now I was like, I got I, I to pick myself up. I, yeah. I, I got to get my shit together and, and move forward. So I, I think that's, I, I can't, I can't not credit that uh, from my mom. Right. Yeah. So, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Fuck. Let's wrap this up. <laughs> this is a heavy episode. And I, but, but you know what? I don't mind talking about this shit. No, no, it's like, good. I mean, we can we can fucking do a whole run on on different family experiences. Yeah. And uh, part two is gonna be we're gonna have to focus a little bit more on you. This There'll be a like, significantly shorter, happier episode. <laughs> I got married. I had kids. Everything's great. <laughs> <laughs> my parents love me. Yeah, we're yeah. still together. I don't think I don't think my parents. I don't think my mom doesn't love me. No, I didn't mean it that way. No. I don't think my brother loves me at all. I don't think mine does either. Yeah. Yeah. It's one that's... thing we have in common. I haven't talked to my brother in 15 years. Yeah. 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 And that's and that's an interesting dynamic that I'd like to get into because uh, you, you were your parents' first child? No, a second. Really? Yeah. He's older than you? He is. He's three years older than me. Oh, fuck. and he's he's real, right? He's no, okay. See, I love it. I love that you said that because that's the kind of shit I want to get into. Yeah. You you were adopted, yeah. and uh, I I was always under the impression that your parents couldn't have kids. They adopted you, and then they found out that they could have kids, and then your brother came along. I didn't realize it was the other, other way around. No, it's the other way around. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Stay tuned for part two <laughs> bum, when bum, we get bum. into Luke Solo's history. But uh, for right now, I I think that was a good run. Um, I don't know what the point of this episode was other than just sort of discussing family dynamic. And, yeah. you know, like I we don't really talk about this a lot um, for the you know handful of people that listen to us. But I'd like to know other people's opinions on family. Like, where do you, is family fucking ride or die? Thick or thin? Blood is thicker than water? Or... Like, or is, is this, water thicker than blood? Or is this fucking bullshit? Whatever that means. Reach out to us. We would love to have some interaction because we don't really interact with a lot of people. We barely interact with each other. It's true. Every two yeah. weeks, though. Exactly. <laughs> You're like so, family. So with interaction, uh, you you guys can find us on Twitter at goodlifemidlip1. Or you can find the hosts. I'm at DJ Echo 35 At LukeSolo73. Yeah. And... Uh, Tune in next time. This is probably one of the first times where we actually know what we're going to be talking about next. Teasing it. We're going to get into yeah. Luke Solo's family dynamic and his opinions on family. Is it bullshit? Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, won't believe what happens next. <laughs> Clickbait. <laughs> All right. See you later. Dad loved my mom, it was short but sweet. Just about long enough to make a guy named me. Dad loved a lot of ladies faster than MJ dribbling. That's why I've got 23 half siblings. When explaining my family, I cannot rush. Cause my family tree's more of a tangled bush. Family just ain't that great. Still waiting for this tree to blossom My love is not giving its earned My blood is thinner than the walls of a condom 
I was 15 years old, snuck out kissing a girl, kicked out of my house, turned over my whole world. Sleeping on a couch, cooking my own food, alone on Christmas Day, watching Die Hard 2. I decided right there and right fucking then that family don't mean no more than a friend. Picked up and kicked out on my own, but I grew up and picked up the microphone. Family just ain't that great. It's bonded shorter than my Christmas days are. My love is not given, it's earned. My blood is thinner than the beam of a laser. Back at home, maybe this time for good. It's nice to be back in my old hood. There's food in the fridge, fancy cheese like Havarti. Maybe I should throw myself a welcome back party. This time my fuck up was a little more major. Kicked out for good for throwing a badass rager. Family just ain't that great. On TV everyone's so loving and wholesome. My love is not given, it's earned. My blood is thinner than Mary Kate or Ashley Olsen. Whoa! Everyone was drinking in Zima. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I was dancing, doing the running man.